All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the MCU After Show. This is available on Creative Mind Podcast and the Zim Video. So you may be watching it or listening to it on either one of those platforms. And if you'd prefer to do the opposite, in the links um, in the description of each one is the link to the other. And the only place to comment on the show is to go to the YouTube. So if you're listening to it, find the link. Go over to YouTube, comment if you have any comments. Thank you very much for um, being here. Last, The last show, um, last week's show, was the most viewed and listened to yet so far. So pretty awesome. Pretty stoked on that. Um, trying to grow this idea as well. I know the MCU and movies and this kind of thing is, you know, completely saturated in, um, you know, the Internet. So... If I'll ever break through to, to get a substantial audience out of it, I don't know, but I love it. I would love to be able to talk more about this stuff because I'm such a nerd for the MCU. It's probably clearly my favorite. Like my dad's thing in terms of like media consumption was Star Trek, right? That he watched that. He probably could do a show on Star Trek really if he wanted to because he watched the original episode so many times. I grew up like every time it was on in in reruns and syndication it was on i've watched the original episode you know each episode probably like 50 times just because we've watched it so many times but anyway so i'm the super huge fan of the mcu trying to get more knowledgeable about all of it i've watched everything that they've put out as far as the mcu is concerned i listened to a bunch of other pundits talk about it new rock stars john campia um comic books explain um Pop culture, it's not pop culture explained anymore, but the Rob Core, I can't remember. He renamed pop culture explained to something else. But um, so those are places where I get a lot of info from on the internet. Um, those are the ones that I like the best right now. So thanks a lot for hanging out. Let's get into this. Um, well, I mean, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. If you got a subscription on your podcast or definitely on YouTube, trying to grow the YouTube for sure. So, um, do that thing. Thanks for the support. We got the Patreon too as well. Patreon.com slash the Zim if you want to support even more. All right, let's get into this. Um, first couple, before we get into the whole world is watching the latest episode of the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, what is it? What, what are, are we on? We're on episode four. Um, before we get into that part of it, Let's um, talk a little bit about some other news in the the greater MCU. Um, I wrote down three things. Um, first thing I just wrote down was, so we know Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I'm curious if you guys think he'll make it. <laughs> he'll make it through. Sam Raimi clearly has a very particular style of, of movie making. Um, are you a fan of the original Spider-Man movies with um, Tobey Maguire? The first, I mean, original, whatever. The, the first three that he directed with Tobey Maguire. Like, I like them, but I don't love them. I don't love them nearly as much as some people love them. Some people put Spider-Man 2 as one of the best comic book movies of all time. Um, so I don't put it on that level. I'm not a big fan of the zany style of kind of that. that so like there's... Taika Waititi, who directed Thor and is directing, um, what is it, Ragnarok and directing Thor Love and Thunder. And he has a very particular style too, but it's edgy. It's like zany, but edgy. Whereas Sam Raimi's zany is zany and goofy, 
which I'm not a big fan of. And I'm wondering um, if his version of you know storytelling will be, he'll be able to complete his um, vision for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because we did have we've had a couple directors at least one that I remember not make it all the way through where Edgar Wright was supposed to direct the first Ant-Man, which I would have loved to have seen because I love Edgar Wright's um, version of comedy and version of storytelling, but we didn't get to see that version of Ant-Man. <clears throat> I'm sure they took some of the things like, I feel like, um, uh, Oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy that, that, uh, it's Michael Pena, right? Michael Pena though. He, um, you know, when he does those breakdowns of like what happened and he's talking through and they have the other people lip sync his talking. Those are great. And I feel like that was an Edgar Wright thing. I feel like they they said, OK, we're going to keep that in here. But anyways, um, so just my thought, I'm I'm really curious if Sam Raimi's going to make it all the way through or if they're going to have artistic differences and we're not going to see a Sam Raimi version of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But uh, only time will tell. So we'll check that out when when it happens. Um and then the other th and two more things about the greater MCU I have on my list is so Black Widow we know is going to um, is going to be released on Disney Plus and theaters simultaneously like at the same time for a premium on Disney Plus which I am super thankful for and I hope it because the reason I'm bringing this up is I hope it actually happens uh, for a couple of reasons um, you know with this Godzilla when Godzilla versus Kong came out and um, it did a it did better than people kind of expected in the in the box office. So it's making, according to like John Campia, um, it's make it's potentially making studios rethink like some of these releases that they were going to put out on streaming, um, and maybe say no, we're just going to do theater only. And my thing is like I'm until you don't have to wear a mask in a theater. That's that's when I'll go back to the theaters. I'm not I don't want to play this like social distancing wear a mask game inside of a place you're sitting for two and a half hours, breathing the air of everyone around you. I, I That's just not exciting to me. I don't want to do that. So um, until that happens, I'll go back to the theater. And then the layer on top of that, I really think this simultaneous releases is, is actually the future. I think maybe, you know, a couple more years will go by if the pandemic ends, you know, they might go back to releasing only in theaters for a while. But I just see... I can't, I cannot not see the future of the theater and movie making experience being these simultaneous releases because I think people are going to want it. I think people, now that they've got a taste of it a little bit, more people are going to want to be like, let's just play it at home where we have, I bought this freaking 70 inch TV that's in my living room. I have a kick-ass sound. I mean, I don't know. I guess there is that communal experience, but really the the amount of people that really want the community experience of watching a movie in a movie theater which i love it i love being there with opening day like the first time i experienced that um kind of idea was when jurassic park opened and i went and saw it um early it was a jurassic park well jurassic park was kind of one of them but then also when the re-releases of star wars happened so there's a couple experiences but i didn't really when i grew up we never went to opening day. I didn't even think that was a thing. I just was like, I always thought going to the movies meant there was like 10 people in the audience because that's when we saw the movies. I just thought that's what it meant. I didn't realize that movies actually had like sold out audiences until I got older. 
and I was like, oh, people actually are into this. And then when like the Star Wars ones was really where people were dressing up as Star Wars and then like I you know, went in there and like they were interacting with the the movie. It was like a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of event. So so I, I do love that theater experience. However, I just don't see it as a sustainable thing anymore. I the technology we have to watch things at home, the quality of movie of like things that are on HBO Max and Netflix and all those other places, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, the quality like Falcon and the Winter. This Falcon and the Winter Soldier is cinematic quality in my opinion. Like it's you could watch it in a theater or you could watch. I mean, it's just that good that. People are going to be like, why do I need to go to the theater to see theater quality stuff anymore? Um, the cinematic quality stuff anymore. I just don't see. So I could see like in the next five years at most, or I, I could see in the next five years, a major decline in theater and the theaters becoming a different thing. Like I could see, you know, a new release coming out and being in the theater for like two weeks and that's it. And then it's like, you know, with a simultaneous release of, so the, the people that want to see it in the theater, well, because 90% of the money that people, the theaters make off of, and the movies make off of their the, theatrical run tends to happen at the very beginning, that first, the first weekend, maybe two weeks at most, and then just a major fall off happens. So it's like, why not just cut, just have it released the opening weekend, two weekends, and the people that want to see it in the theater will go see it in the theater and then everybody else just watch it at home on premium. They pay 30 bucks. I'll pay 30 bucks. I mean, if I'm taking my kids to the theaters anyway, it's going to cost me way more than 30 bucks to watch a movie. So I'll pay 30 bucks to to watch the new release on on one of the streaming services. I would do that. I'm, I'm totally OK with that. All right. So that's just the thing. I just, the bottom line there is I hope they don't decide to roll back that decision to release Black Widow on Disney plus. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see there. It's a couple more months away, but I'm actually planning to buy a new TV because Black Widow is coming out. So, um, which I should be doing shortly, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. I don't know which model to get, which I want to get like 40 inches or so, not super crazy. I, I live in an apartment, so I don't, but I want it to be decently sized, but I want a good a brand. I'm, I think I'm going to go with Samsung because I was looking at like the store brand. Anyways, that's another story. But um, so that's my plan there. Last thing is uh, another Loki trailer dropped, which was amazing. I'm totally stoked for this Loki show that's coming up on Disney Plus. So like can't wait for that to come out. The Time Variance Authority and uh, 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 what what is it Luke Wilson is that the one Owen Wilson is it Owen Wilson one of the Wilsons are in it and like oh man it just looks so good uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm just this is, this is all just a hype train for that um that idea for Loki so let's get on to um this what we're here for today is the um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Soldier episode four it's the whole world is watching and right off the top well I got two things right off the top I'm going to say this one first. The Dora Milaje stole this show, stole this episode in my, like, so badass. So badass. The Dora Milaje. Oh, my God. So amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving what's going on with the Dora Milaje. I'm like that. And that scene with John Walker where they had the whole fight sequence. They just, and John Walker's like, they weren't even super soldiers. It's like, yeah, that's what's up, you know? <laughs> it's like, so, okay, okay, so they, they stole the show, in my opinion. Um, there's one one other idea, like an overarching, so as we, the way I do this show is, I basically just go down through each character, and I'm 
kind of doing that more and more as the, as the show goes on. I'm discovering like it just everything kind of comes out as I talk about each character, that prominent character within each episode. So, but every once in a while, there are some themes that don't attach to a character. And so I need, I want to mention them. And this is the one thing that I want to mention out of this episode was like, if you're not noticing, and I know a lot of shows have this, and maybe because I'm so into this, it's, it's, it's more noticeable to me. But if you're not noticing the layers of like, um, the themes that they're presenting in this show that are so relevant and so poignant to our society right now, you're not paying attention. If you think this is just an action show, you are not paying attention. I mean, the sequence, and we'll talk about it maybe more when when it comes up, but the the Sarah Will when the 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 basically this whole show, like the the point of the greater point of this particular episode could be summed up in the sequence between the conversation between Carly um, Morgenthau, 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 um, what is it? Carly, uh, somewhere here, I could see it. Uh, Carly Morgenthau. Um, the conversation between her and Sarah Wilson, they had that phone conversation about, you know, radicalization depending like it's only you're only a terrorist if you're depending on what side you're viewing it on and like what happened with the capital riots in the united states and it's like there are a lot of radicalized people in our own country that don't can't see that they're making bad decisions and then like the the um the sarah wilson line where she is like this country doesn't care about me anyway talking about racism talking about systematic racism and oppression like if you are not seeing these these themes, you're not paying attention or you're just not willing to see it. You're only going to see the action. And you're like, I don't need to be, I don't want to be challenged at all with who I am as a person. So that's just, I just can't, it's like the, and these themes have been running constantly through this show, which makes it, in my opinion, which, which is what makes this show so good because it's not just an action Marvel superhero show at all. It's got depth it's got serious depth and like also like um we'll start with okay let's just jump into the character breakdowns of or each character so i just start i go to imdb and i just go down the list and the first one on the list is falcon so this concept of like therapy in a way like him when he goes to talk to carly um alone one-on-one -on -one, and this idea of like you know there, this like this kind of therapeutic idea is like it's like that that contradiction not contradiction but uh, dichotomy between like how John Walker wants to approach the situation versus how Falcon wants to approach the situation and how what if you know like what if we applied this kind of like thought process to more of what we do on a daily basis like maybe you know talking to somebody and understanding them is more beneficial and important to getting through than just trying the quick fix of like no like i have an opinion and i'm gonna go take care of it right now it's like i'm trying to understand where somebody's coming from and getting through them like such an amazing concept and idea that like if we brought to more of what we're doing in our society could be a much better place in my opinion but like so like that that layer of this kind of thought of mental health and therapy that that has been running through this entire show but was brought up again with falcon and him because you know being like a a person that worked in the 
if with veterans, you know, as we saw in Fal- in um, what, Captain America: Winter Soldier, we saw him. That's where we're introduced to Falcon. Was this is what he was doing? He was talking to people and helping them through difficult times in their life. And um, man, it's it's a powerful kind of thought and idea. Um, moving on to Bucky, um, what's going on with Bucky? Like, I love you know the they they still allowing the Winter Soldier to exist. You know, it's like, sure, Bucky has, you know, they they describe that he's kind of broken free from the mind control of the Winter Soldier, but he's still in there. He's still crazy. He's still willing to kind of push his boundaries, you know, like that sequence with Zemo where he like throws the teacup across the room or whatever it was. I don't, they didn't show what he threw, but, but like, um, and he's like, and Zemo's like, Oh my gosh, you know, is this is he gonna snap? Is he gonna kill me right here? Or something like that. But allowing the winter soldier to be the winter soldier, I think is uh, uh, a good idea and I like it. Um so I'm glad for that. We got of course the big um now I should probably save this to the end, but it's on the the list I have it is John Walker. So I can't call him Captain America. <laughs> and I don't think anybody can. I don't think anybody should call him Captain America, but I'll just call him John Walker. And obviously he snapped, but the the question that's left for what what what's going on with him at this moment is how did he get this? Like, is this new version of the serum just like you can just drink it, or do you need to infuse it somehow? Do you need like he obviously took it, and when did he have time to take it for based on this this how this show played out? Like now he's like this new super soldier that's off his out of his mind i thought what was going to happen was they were going to take the shield now in this episode because he like because we know in the previews somehow bucky and sam get the shield and they're messing around with it so i thought they were going to take it in this episode but now that the episode's over i thought i'm thinking that now that john walker has been exposed maybe the government will say like we're taking the shield back from you. You're no longer Captain America, which means like, what does he become? Cause he still exists. Um, or there's all these theories, like, you know, um, who's the, the general from, from the first Hulk movie that showed up Thunderbolt Ross. They have theories like he's behind some of this somehow. And maybe like, he'll decide like, okay, you're part of my team now. Um, you're a super soldier. I want you a part of my team. I think, Thunderbolt Ross has been, I think he's going to become the Red Hulk eventually. So he's been messing around with, um, you know, super soldier serum because he still, he still has the, what the abomination, is that the name of the guy in his back pocket? Like that guy still exists. He was probably on the, that big, um, prison that was in the middle of the ocean, you know, like where, where are these, where are these characters? So where, where are we? So what's going on with, um, John Walker is um when does so does so does the government now that he's been exposed decide we're gonna take the shield back and do they actually just give it to Sam? Does Sam get a second chance? And it's not that he had to steal it. It's like he just gets a second they're like, Okay, Sam, we're gonna give you this shield. Um, go practice. <laughs> I don't know. Like here it is, go practice how to use it and whatever. So We'll see where that develops. Um, Carly, we already talked about Carly, but in my opinion, you know, obviously they're they're trying to make us sympathize with her a little bit, 
in a way, I feel like they want us to sympathize with this idea. But in the long run, I just feel like she's delusional. Obviously, she's willing to kill people for her cause, which is like basically the conversation they had with Sam and her was just proof of what the reality is. You know, she's not able to think rationally. She's got what her agenda. She's upset. She's angry. She's a super soldier. There's just lots of things going against her ability to use like her ideas for a good cause. And so she's kind of over the edge now. Like there's, I think, I don't think there's any coming back for her, but um, we'll see where it develops. Um, what there's going to be an interesting team ups eventually. Like it's like they're, they've, they haven't been presenting this, like who you expect things to team up. Like I thought in the original previews, like I mentioned before that, you know, Zemo was ahead of like the flag smashers in a sense, but he's kind of like this anti-hero in the, in this show more than anything in a way. And, and so there's like these really weird team ups happening and we'll see how these team ups end up developing. And then we already talked about Sarah Wilson, but that's basically all I wanted to say was I think her, even though she, a, her, um, her, um, kind of moment was small in the show i think you know the actress that's playing her is really really good plus like she didn't have a lot to say but what she has to say was like super i wrote poignant down like it's like if you're not catching what they're dropping then you're missing it <laughs> you are totally missing it but um zemo i skipped zemo was the next on my list actually and um so can we just pause for a moment and recognize daniel Bruhl. oh my god amazing actor so like i i fell in love with him as an actor in the movie rush if you haven't seen it i highly recommend watching this movie rush it's a movie about race car driving he played nikki lauder um and i think he stole that that movie like he was the best part of that movie so i've been a fan of this actor for a while and I think he's playing Zemo better in this series than he did in the Fal the Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, he was kind of, like, they didn't give him much personality at all. Like, they're giving him so much more personality to kind of, like, this kind of, like, barren idea. Like, you didn't even know he was a barren in the, like, that, there's just so much more depth to his character in this than, and obviously they they get more time to spend with them and we're getting the, to know him better which which is bravo to disney and marvel for recognizing that character development is what makes a story good if you rely on action it's going to be boring it's going to be fun for a moment but it's not going to last but the fact that they're developing these characters so depth man that's what's making this so good and and zemo is a um a testament to that idea like they're really giving him some character they're developing it like where it's really you don't know where he is what's he decided like he's obviously crazy he obviously hates super soldiers like there's no question like because every chance he gets he wants to shoot him and crush him and destroy him there's no hesitation whatsoever like the one he had that conversation with sam about would you take the serum like no hesitation that's him he's no he's his moral code his moral compass 
is is locked in. He knows exactly what it is that he wants to accomplish. He wants zero heroes, zero super soldiers, and that's all he cares about. And then they're giving him this kind of quirky, eccentric, rich person kind of um, layering on top of that. So it just, and then also not only that, but like um, not Western, like a non-Western person as well, understanding different cultures and stuff. So very great character like oh so good and daniel Brühl is playing him so well like that whole like that moment of i love the moment with with sam bucky and him where they were arguing for a minute and he was sam was like don't get him started or he'll do that you know annoying head tilt thing and then he untilted his head where it's funny how sam is pointing out everybody's like it's like a proof more proof that sam understands people like going back to what I was talking about earlier with him wanting to talk to Carly, like he understands people's nuances. And he, he pointed out with Bucky, like the whole staring thing. And then he's pointing out with Zemo, the head tilt thing. Like he's he's watching people. He understands people. So it's like giving Falcon and giving Sam even more depth to his character. Like this, this person, he's not a super soldier, but he understands people. He understands, he gets it, you know? So... I think, oh man, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like un even discovering these things, these things myself. Cause I didn't even, I didn't even know that idea until I just mentioned it now, but so awesome. So the last person on my list for today to talk about is um, Sharon Carter. And until I'm proven otherwise, until it's obvious, I'm in team, she is the power broker. You're not gonna convince me she's not the power broker until it's clear and obvious. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen before in so many shows, but even in the MCU, probably, I'm not, I can't think of an, a, an example, but, um, you know, even though she's saying he, they're referencing, so the, up till this moment, the gender of the power broker is male. The power broker has been male, like they are always mentioning male, this is a male person. So it's like this, they're tricking us into believing something, and she's even double downing on that he went crazy you know it's like you know he's upset you know and but that's just could be because who knows who do we know that knows who the power broker actually is we don't know anybody so right now it's just a myth that they've given they have assigned this gender of male to and so she could just be fueling that myth to, to protect herself from it so i am still on she is the power broker i mean nothing i haven't seen anything on the internet that proves me otherwise like nobody says we've actually seen the script and we know that she's not a power the power broker so i just and just the way they're playing it right now i just feel like sharon carter is still um the power broker and should we give one last i mean the best sequence so the act this this series was this show, this episode was clearly more action, like action, much more action throughout the entire show, which makes me hope that next episode, like how many, I don't know how many episodes there are, we're in four. I hope they, they tone it down again next episode so that then they build it back up. They do this kind of like peak and then tone it down. Then is I don't know how many episodes they're supposed to be in this show, but, uh, or this series. So we'll find out. But, um, I just want to give another shout out to the Dora Milaje because that that whole fight sequence was epic and so good. And they were kicking ass. And it was like, that is what's up. 
oh my god that was so awesome <laughs> that was such a good sequence and it's just the comedy they were able to throw in there with sam and bucky like should we uh, step in here like what's going on and then and then you know zemo sneaking away it's like there's this like tongue-in-cheekness that's still that mcu tone that we've gotten used to with it can be serious and heavy and action-packed yet they can still throw in this kind of off-the-cuff irreverence and that was an example of that whole sequence and that was like i mean every single level of of what you expect from an MCU kind of thing was in that sequence with this kind of confusion of John Walker, like his, his trying to justify, like, should I take the serum or not kind of idea? Or like he, I mean, he didn't have a question. He was going to take it. And once he, once he picked it up, once you saw him pick it up, he was like, yep, I'm taking this. But, um, but Dora Milaje, amazing. So anyways, that's it for today. Thanks a lot for hanging out and checking out this uh, MCU After Show. If you have any questions for me, if you want to get into it with me, go to the YouTube um, side of this whole conversation and uh, jump in the comments and, and throw down a comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts, what you think. If you think I'm crazy, if you think if you're like Sharon Carter's not the power broker, you're you're nuts. Then let me know if you're like, oh man, maybe you make a good point, Zim. <laughs> you could say tell me that. But um, also, of course, if you want to support this whole thing, I do have some channel merch. I got um, the shirt I'm wearing right now, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see is one of my channel merch. And then I have the two robots. If you go in the description of this, I believe I have the link to my merch. Uh, I have to double check that. I'll make sure it's there. Um, but it's, a, it's an Amazon account. I have some t-shirts for sale. Also, of course, there's the Patreon. If you want to support, go to Patreon for as little as you want one dollar upward so check it out over there and then yeah of course subscribing wherever you can subscribe to anything youtube um if you're listening to apple Podcasts, then you can subscribe there and maybe spotify and other places this podcast shows up in all the podcast places so just make sure you're subscribed to it so anytime i drop a, a video or a podcast you get it and then um or actually the subscription thing works weird. It works different on YouTube. YouTube, even though you're subscribed, you don't see it. You have to no hit the notification bell, but don't do that. Because I post a lot of things on YouTube that you probably won't care about. So you just have to check back in on it. Um, so anyways, that's it for now. Thanks a lot for hanging out again. And uh, till next time, be loving, kind, and patient. Peace.